<laughs> that was a perfect one. I don't know if anyone's seen that. That shit's on Netflix. That was like a Scott Ackerman movie. Not wrong. Really. <laughs> hadn't hit my radar on that. Friday. I think this is number four. Uh, sure. I think, I think so. it's four. So I think, think it's four. I think April is three. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Exactly. This is four. And today we're joined by a very good friend of mine, um, one of the meanest, also funniest people I know, Davis Shin. How you doing, man? Hey, how's it going? Nice he introduced you as funny, so you're gonna have to make a lot of jokes in order to live up to these expectations that Casey just well, set for you. I made so many jokes before I came here, so it should be it should be fine. You guys should just be <laughs> laughing the entire time. Or you're out of jokes. What if you're just straight up out of jokes? That's going to be a problem. Like getting your jokes out before the podcast, like like it's like getting your farts out before the podcast. That's a thing. Yeah, yeah you got to pace around a little bit and just make sure you're prepared to sit for an hour. Ooh. Oh, well, good luck. <laughs> we know Casey's preparation routines now. Yeah, yeah. Our uh, our computer dual computer setup did not work, so now we're tethered together uh, by a really short headphone cord. Yeah, we're doing a little little snug. Oh, you got the you you each have a piece in one ear. No, No, we got a splitter. Okay, it's not that romantic, but it's it's pretty close. When we we had Jesse on, that's what him and I did. We had the the one pair headphones, and we each got one. For an ear, we could not that, pull too far apart; otherwise, it would just blast out of your ear. That would only be funnier if uh, that exact same story was with the headphones that you're wearing now. Yeah, and like you just had to like Jinx. go like super wide. You guys are just smashed like ear to ear, <laughs> conjoined at the at the noggin. Our cheeks yeah. are just pressed together for an hour and a half. Yeah. Oh, so sweaty. Our butt cheeks, uh, I mean. Yeah. <laughs> Still so sweaty. <laughs> yeah. Very. Yeah. Do you remember like like going over to a friend's house and sleeping over or somebody coming over to your house like when you were real young and it like wasn't really a big deal to sleep in the same bed? Yeah. And then as you got older, like at some point that got really uncomfortable and you were like, oh, I just don't, I don't want to do that anymore. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what that age was, but I like the sleepovers, especially with like groups, like they really spaced out somewhere around that like 10 range. Yeah, I mean, it's, I think it's like the first time like you started phoning up like in the yeah. middle of the night. You're like, uh oh, <laughs> this dude's like my homie. I can't really be like bumping him with it in the middle of the night. That's weird. Yeah. Knock, knock. You got to avoid the, uh, the once you get into. Well, I don't know. Who knows when these hit a lot of people? I actually don't remember my first. But when you get into wet dream territory, that's definitely a bad time to start letting your friends sleep in your bed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I would say sleepover in general, because like, I mean, even, even if it's not in the same bed and like you wake up first, you're like, uh Oh, something was super rad last night. Like you have to like <laughs> secretly like get past them, whether it's your house, whether it's their house, you have to like sneak past them and like figure out what the fuck you're going to do with like the, 
the horrible <laughs> mistake that you just made in your own pants. Dude, I this is unrelated to mistakes in pants, but it just made me think of having to run from your bed to the bathroom real quick was I had um I had a tooth that had just started like getting loose, but barely. I mean it had a very slight wiggle to it. It was towards the back of my mouth. It was more like in the molar territory. I don't know the names of all my teeth, but I was like stretching my arm by like reaching across my shoulder and grabbing my bedpost and like pulling it and my like fingers slipped and I just hit myself right in the mouth and the tooth just went flying. And <laughs> I like really freaked out and panicked. So I ran upstairs and it was like, it, I just spit a mouthful of blood. It was not ready to come out by any means. And it was disgusting. I just like kept trying to like put stuff on it and it would just bled profusely for quite a while. I mean, I couldn't have been older than 10 or 11. So it freaked me out wicked bad. But anyway. Oof. Yeah. That's wow. Stuff like that is the worst, like throwing, like somebody throwing up at a, at a group event when you're a kid, like every time we did a field trip in elementary school, someone puked. It <laughs> like or this kid, Zach threw up in my mom's truck. She was like oh. chaperoning a trip to the zoo and he puked in the truck. And That's <laughs> terrible. It was pretty bad. Oh my God. That smell stays there for a while either. That gets in the seat fabric pretty good. Like on a hot summer day, you're gonna smell that for a few weeks. Ooh, yeah, yeah. That's gonna that's gonna linger. I think <laughs> uh, the the worst that I've ever experienced, like with uh, ingrained smells, is uh, like my dad used to run like this body shop in Pontiac, and his buddy dropped him off like this five pound bag of shrimp, <laughs> and he's like. I'm just going to throw that bitch in the car. We're going to fucking take it home this weekend, eat some fucking shrimp. And this is a Friday. Uh, fast forward to like end of the day. He's like, oh shit, I'm taking this other car home. Let's go. Bye. Oh so, no. Midsummer over a full weekend is just some hot raw shrimp baking in a car seat. Oh my God. <laughs> and the seat on underneath the seat. Oh, so like in the carpet, and, and it, it's not like at an accessible area so that like you could like power wash it or set it on fire without setting the rest of the vehicle on fire. It was like in like this <laughs> crevasse in which, oh my God, it was, it was amazing. So we, we got to the car, like we got back there Monday, opened up the passenger door and it was like a dual assault. The first one, it was like this black cloud of flies that came oh, out. Oh my God. No. Yeah. The second one was the smell of the most horrific death in the world. And Ugh. then, like, you look down at the carpet, and there's just maggots all over the place. Oh, my God. Was, That's disgusting. It was foul. It smelled like Dude. Gary Jr.'s guest bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dude, maggots are insane. Like, how quickly they just appear out of absolutely nowhere. It's no surprise that people used to think that like raw meat that went bad sprouted maggots. Like it's like, there's nothing. And then it's covered. Like my, I, I keep my trash covered, but I don't know what the fuck was in it, but I took the lid off my trash outside and you couldn't even see the trash bag. I mean, they couldn't see the inside of the trash can. It was just like maggot soup. It was layering everything. I did like get gloves in order to like take the trash out. I, I mean, all I probably did was close like a, couple of flies in there and they just fucked for 24 hours until they died 
and they're just maggots everywhere. Yeah, dude, maggots are one of those things that just like I can't, I can't take. Oh, I don't yeah. have a lot of those things, but you know, it's not like holding a grasshopper like some people. But yeah, you know, <laughs> I just, I for some reason, man, they just get me. I remember the, yeah, like, the makes first time I ever out. had. Yeah, yeah, like the first time I ever remember getting that feel like that like pukey feeling Your over first maggot encounter yeah <laughs> so when that we moved an M. go on we moved to michigan we lived in fowlerville yeah and uh there was woods behind our house so me and the neighbor kid would go back in the woods and play around and stuff and there was yeah exactly yeah that's making yeah. a basket weave emotion <laughs> yeah but the there was like an old shack in the woods and so we we were kind of like scared of it, so it took us a little like as you should have been. Tries. I mean, yeah, shacks yeah. in the woods. There's you know there's stuff going on there that isn't appropriate for children. <laughs> Some, these woods were like really swampy too. That's the thing about Michigan is like a large percentage of the land there is just straight up swamp. So times of the year, I mean, it's like mosquito orgy. Yeah, and <laughs> little, little, uh, little slimy, little frothy. So we finally got like worked up the nerve to go check it out closer. So we get walking around the place, and it was full of like old stuff, like you know, just old furniture and appliances and things like that. It wasn't a big shack, but there was a bed in there and all sorts of stuff. And we got to talking about it, and we're like, dude, this is like the perfect hangout spot. Like we're gonna fix this thing up and we're going to make it a clubhouse like i don't know swiss family robinson style or something so we were really excited about it we made all these plans to like get it fixed up and everything and we go out there to start in on it and we start like pulling some of the garbage and stuff out of there and i remember i went over to the bed and i pulled back the blankets because it still had like old nasty blankets oh on it. oh my god dude what i can't believe you guys were playing in that we probably shouldn't like the floor was falling in and stuff it was probably not <laughs> safe but i pull back the blankets and it's just solid maggots under there. oh my god and yeah I'm like, I, I'm like dry heaving just thinking about it oh that's exactly the feeling i got, got like that lump in my throat like <laughs> and, and that was the end of the fixing it up uh plants we never went back in there dude you get you get that feeling where like if you touch something gross or whatever, you go into like, like problem solving mode and you're just like, I just need to get to a sink. I just need to wash my hands. Like it could be something as simple for me as like, I don't know, cleaning the cat litter and you accidentally like touch a cat turd or something like that. And you're like, ugh, ugh. so like you just finish it. And then you go, I go up to the sink and I get like, yeah, that feeling of disgust that you feel your entire, like, through your whole body where like, I'll start washing my hands and you're like, get it. And then it hits me. Then it's like after I'm out of that zone of like, I just need to wash my hands. I just need to take care of this. Then my whole body just like shudders. And you just like, like, do you get that? Do you like when you do something, something gross? And like it, you have like a weird physical reaction after like you get out of that zone of, I just need to get this off of me. Yeah, so you get the jibblies. Yeah, is yeah. that what you call them? The jibblies? <laughs> the jibblies or the heebie-jeebies? Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. It's just like that little like, electrical synapse that like runs up your spine it's like oh, God. yeah almost like yeah. if someone like blows on the back of your neck and your whole body reacts right yeah or like when you have to pee super bad but you have to like hold it back you would get like the pee shivers oh yeah yep 
<laughs> you ever had to like pinch the head? No, dude. Are you talking <laughs> about like actually that, stop, that like close. damming the stream? Like, dam- yeah. like, like the pee's coming out and you squeeze tight and you feel the pee stop at your fingers? Obviously, I've done this, which is why I'm telling you this feeling. And I, yeah, that that's like that's pain. I feel like my urethra is gonna explode if I do that. And I, <laughs> you can't. That's all. I think uh, so. So mine was pre piss. It wasn't mid piss. But uh, I remember like fucking me and Clunk cruising around like in his shitty ass Ranger, <laughs> and like I don't know. We were we were like doing stuff for work which means we weren't being responsible at all. Um, and, like, we had to go, like, all the way out to, like, a su- couple of different suburbs of, like, Detroit and then come all the way back to, to where we worked, which was, like, uh, like a very southern suburb of Flint. So it was, like, a long-ass time being in, like, this little two-seat truck. It's, like, a manual. And then, I don't know, some, some shit happened that started, like, this horrible domino, like, effect. Of like he laughed or something, which made me laugh, which made him like almost stall the truck and then like send it like kind of like lurching. And then I was just fucking cracking up about that. And then he's just cracking up even more. Shit's lurching all over the place. This little <laughs> tiny piece of shit trucks like all over. And I'm like, oh fuck, I got a piss. And he's like, so do I. Just like we're both laughing. Trucks just bouncing all over the fucking place. It was a goddamn mess. So I was like, why did you have your peckers out? No. We didn't have our peckers. Oh, okay, I, I was skipping ahead. Yeah. My bad. Yeah, that's when we got back. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it was like that thing where you're like, oh, my God. And you're actually like putting putting force oh, like, yeah. in your junk area to be like, please just come on, muscles that control however the fuck that stuff works. Keep working a little bit longer. But it, yeah, it was a fucking shit show. Probably the good thing is like, Laughing so hard, probably cried out like a lot of that, uh, a lot of that, that moisture in the body. <laughs> you just it's extra salty. Yeah, yeah. Your urine starts shooting out the corners of your eyes, just spraying right. the windshield. Yeah, <laughs> it's like a horny toad with, but instead of blood, it's, <laughs> it's urine. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Start fucking off too much and start laughing too hard. That's what happens. <laughs> maybe, maybe not. But yeah, that was that was pretty. So okay, maybe I should uh, I should jump in and explain. So Davis and I met in Michigan um, via Craigslist. Exactly, it was via Craigslist. <laughs> the casual encounters. I saw this really cool guy at Walmart. No, was that casual encounters? What was the one? That's no, misconnections. Yeah, misconnections were so funny. That is the ultimate relationship hail mary. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I saw the most beautiful girl of all time at the checkout line of Walmart. And you're like, and it, he goes into work. full detail about that's what true. she was wearing. And they're like, that sound like that is a terrifying human that you should never reach out to. Yeah. There's probably like a, several of those where it gets into the territory of this. You didn't just see this person one time. Did you even follow in this person? Yeah. It's like stalkery. Is, is that still a thing? Craigslist? Uh, like, misconnections and stuff i don't think so i think they got rid of all yeah. of the like personal stuff in craigslist because that because they they did like some sort of prostitution bill where they cut out a whole bunch of that kind of stuff yeah i'm sure it got pretty weird on oh. craigslist i'm sure yeah, a lot of like, bad shit ha- yeah the internet does but i feel like craigslist like throwing stuff out that casually be like 
hey, uh, you know, looking for local couple. Like, that's not really the way you'd probably want to play that game. And I can imagine the, like, the caliber of person you're going to get. Like, it, it, that's not going to stay a secret. I don't know. Like, if that's what you're trying to do is keep that shit flying under the radar, I bet it gets weird that like they're going to be hitting you up every weekend be like hey you get you you want to get together and you're like no nah, no this is a one-time deal man and they're like it wasn't for us and they just keep coming at you and keep coming at you eventually they're parking outside your house hanging out in the it street like personal experience yeah. talking. <laughs> <laughs> like, so like that. yeah that was a really good story but it gets it weird went to a lot of detail it gets weird i mean yeah uh, this is all the stuff that I gathered from Giancarlo, the pool boy. That's all. I've just been talking to him lately, and he's been filling me in on what it was like to uh, <laughs> to be in a situation like that. Well, that is not how we met. We met under okay. the uh, Seeking Musician, I think is what it was called. Yeah. That's funny time. that you called yourself a musician, though. <laughs> oh, for sure. For both of us, yeah. Oh, for you artists. too? <laughs> well, Davis. Yeah, what a... the fuck do you think I was doing there, trying to find a hot date? <laughs> it just worked out that way yeah. so uh, Davis had a band and uh, I had no identity except for the fact that I played in a band in college so you know I was looking to get back on that and I responded to him and his buddy's ad that was looking for a vocalist yep. and came over to your your dad's house yep uh, it was initially very frightening uh, because we got the message. He's like, all right, I think I found it. So we walk outside and we're out in the middle of nowhere, you know, typical practice place. Um, and up pulls like this white rape van. Uh, and we're like, I, I owned one of those in high school. Oh, this is what I drove for work. Yeah. Yeah. And then out pops like this little like curly haired chubby little fella. And he's like, hey guys. He's like still like in his like work attire, shirts tucked in. He got his like super red penny loafers on and shit. Did he still have his hair straightened? I don't think I did at that point. I think I had gotten a normal haircut. Yeah, you got rid of the swoopy bangs and got a regular haircut. Yeah, yeah. I, I probably did around that. No, I didn't around that time. I got dreadlocks around that time, so it wasn't exactly. <laughs> it was it was two way scary because his dad's place was like way out in the middle of the swamp no man's land was it that shack that you were talking about earlier yeah it was like that except more junk cars <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. uh we went down into his basement and i auditioned for the band and no we didn't even get that far we didn't no okay. because like you had you had some shit to do i don't remember what the fuck it was um but we're like okay well what the fuck are we doing here and chubbs here is like well here let me just bust out some shit for you so, like, he just threw on uh, Mushroom River. Yeah, but he is legend. Yeah, just blasted it in the rape van and then just started, like, piping along with it. And we're like, oh, shit, look at this little marshmallow. This kid can work. Like oh, that. you were doing, so you were looking for another band to do vocals in. I thought you might have wanted to try your, uh, try out guitar or bass. No, I'm more of a guitar owner, not so much of a guitar player. But everyone's a bass player, though, right? <laughs> Anyone can be a bass player. Right, but he had one of those already. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Position was filled. We never really got around to playing music, but uh, I think he invited me over to a bonfire that like that weekend or something. Yeah, probably something like that. And um, I think that's the first time I mentally scarred April. Oh. 
I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yeah, she just didn't like you. <laughs> She's like, Fuck well, this <laughs> well, you know, there's, there's not a whole lot of me that has like matured mentally beyond like 13. So it's like nonstop dick jokes and swearing and fuck this and fuck that. And I don't know. Yeah. I, I just think it's probably a little much for like a first encounter. Sure. <laughs> maybe. Yeah. Might come off as uh, abrasive, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Yeah. That is definitely a, uh, a term I've been called before. We were still at this point, like in the, uh, in the mindset of like, we probably need to find a church. <laughs> we were still like once in a while, we would like muster up the energy to go try out a church. And, uh, I don't know. I feel like my losing interest in Christianity corresponded with my gaining interest in Davis. Yeah. <laughs> and, and hanging out with a bunch of lawless heathens. Yeah, I think I talked about it a little bit on the episode with Bianca because uh, Davis is good friends with Bianca. If you remember her from uh, back in May, I think we posted that episode. Yeah, something like that. It's hard She's to keep the, the uh, actual numbers straight. Yeah, and uh, but yeah, we uh, you know hanging out with Davis and he, we had a really good crew for a little bit. Yeah, like um, just really good dudes. We kind of quit on music really quickly and we picked up on motorcycles and started building motorcycles together yeah well i mean uh, part of it's just like the the inconsistencies of like being an adult you know like oh three out of five people can make it to a practice well that that doesn't work yeah that's tough two out of four people one out of six people whatever it may be like then you want to start doing shows and yeah there was never a time like in which we we could all like get all of our shit piled well enough to like do anything decent. So, uh, I don't know. We just stopped trying to, to put so much effort towards scheduling the practice. And instead we, I don't know, go out to the practice spot and shoot guns for a while instead. <laughs> yeah. But the surprise for tonight is you guys have been working on some new music and you're going to play it right now. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, more right. of an acapella indie rock sort of thing now, though. Yeah, weird thing. I sat on my kazoo, so I'm out. Oh yeah, totally bent it. Yeah, that's a bummer. Yeah, next 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 podcast. Well, Casey can just you can just like make uh, leg slapping noises, and Casey can scream over it. <laughs> <laughs> Play the leg drums. I can do that. Yeah, perfect. Do we'll that. do that. Casey, what do you got for us? Uh, yeah, let, yeah. Give me a second to think up some bars here. <laughs> Spit some hot fire. <laughs> but uh, so I feel like you know, growing up in youth group and all of that stuff, there's like you're taught to stay away from like us. <laughs> exactly. No, like, evangelize people like you. You're taught. You're taught to like evangelize people, but really from like a distance. Like you're not supposed to get too close to anyone who's not part of the team because it might have a negative impact on you. There are the people that you like invite to youth group or you give them some sort of biblical, you know, like a tract or something like that, or just, you know, you, you are friends at a distance, but you never really like, uh, you, you don't really like integrate with that, with people who are not in the group. Yeah. And fuck that up. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> If I go to hell, it's 
probably because of him. Oh, positive. But, uh, you know, I haven't, haven't grown up in that environment, not really ever hanging out with anyone who is not a part of this tiny little circle. Like that was kind of like my first, uh, real effort to, to be around people who weren't a part of that crowd. And, uh, I think, you know, I hate to say nice things about you, but I feel like hanging out with you and Ian and those guys, like really, uh, woke me up to the fact that like Christians don't have a lock on like meaning or purpose or, uh, all of that kind of stuff. Like the bill of goods that I've been sold for a long time, not saying that there's anything wrong with it. And like, you know, one of our friends that, uh, that we hung out with up there, you know, he's still a pretty devout Christian and a great dude, but it just dispelled some of the, some of the ideas that like, that was like they had a corner on that market. Yeah, that that was like a requirement to be to, to be okay. That that was like the benchmark for just being a a good person or something like that. Exactly. Yeah. And 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 uh that's that's what I was going to say too is like sure we may not be like uh the most polished people. I think that's pretty accurate, but I don't know, like the the group of friends that we had were all like super nice people, super caring. Like if you needed something, you know, Roy's there for you, uh, stuff like that. So I think it was just that, that like, Hey, you don't have to like follow these certain guidelines to be a good person. You can just be a good person. Yeah. And those are the qualities that that we were like told are always, uh, were that came from the church, right? We're told that those are the, that's what you get from That's one of the main purposes of church outside of, you know, uh, bolstering your own spiritual sensibilities it was to also have provide that sense of community where there's people who are there for you and can support you through this or that and when you start seeing that outside of a church setting you're just like oh shit i think i think this exists in the world in pockets and it's and then and even still depending on your church experience you'll look back on it and be like those people no one's really there for me like if if I found myself in a difficult spot financially or uh, had some shit go down at my house and needed some help, like fixing this or that, like there's only a small group of people you can call on. Right. Even when I attended a larger church, if anything happened to me, I wasn't going to just like throw that out on the prayer chain and hope somebody showed up. I'm guessing you are familiar with a prayer chain that most churches had those. Yeah. yeah. Davis uh, is the guy that you call when uh, you something breaks and you need it. <laughs> I'm sure you. Yeah. Uh, now, did you have any sort of um, Christian upbringing, Davis, or is that like what was that like for you? Um, I think I probably did. Uh, you might so, know if you did, so I'm interested to see where you're going with this. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Okay, so uh, my parents got divorced super, super, super young. And I remember like some of the weekends that like we were uh, like at our dad's house, like we'd go to church on Sunday. Okay. But fuck if I remember anything about that. And then uh, his mother, my grandmother, would try to get us into like vacation Bible school. Nice. No memory of that? I know I did it at least once or twice, I think. 
or maybe it was just two days that I remember. I don't know. I just kind of remember being niche there. I don't know, making like crosses out of like popsicle sticks or some shit. Is that what you did there? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, probably, probably. Yeah, I don't know. Um, so that that was really about the end of it there. Uh, as you could tell, it it did a lot for me. <laughs> <laughs> it's but, the enthusiasm. Yeah. yeah. And the vivid <laughs> memories. At what vivid point, and good memories. Like, how old were you when you stopped going to Bible school and started like spending your summers at Juggalo camp? Oh man, that was super Juggalo. Early. Were you it's a Juggalo? Soon. Once a Juggalo, always a Juggalo. I don't want you to sick the uh, the squad after me, but yeah, I, I guess I'm a Juggalo then because <laughs> I had an ICP tape tape like in okay. early high school. And this guy's like, ah. Fucking Juggalo! Well, even but you also had like the hair with the little braids, didn't you? But that was that was more like a new metal thing, not like a Juggalo thing. That was like a a straight up corn ripoff. Okay, so this is a major split in yeah. people our age. Yeah. Okay, because Sam, I feel like you fall more on the punk side. Like, there's two roads to metal. One's punk, and one's like butt rock, new metal, whatever. I'm firmly in the butt rock new metal side. Yeah, I feel like you got there via punk. Yeah, punk and like and hardcore, I guess. But it definitely um, and it's like, yeah, uh, I didn't do any of the new metal stuff. Like I remember like people being like, uh, no, I guess um, who's the God? They're slipping my mind. Uh, the the biggest they all wear masks and shit and have like slipknot slipknot god damn i don't know how that was slipping my mind so bad <laughs> what what are they they're not they're not new metal but they kind of are like i feel like they get grouped into that a i mean bit. i feel like they were new metal right i i think they probably started out with kind of like a new metal tinge okay. because i know i know there was like a little a little rappiness in in some of their first tracks well so, they were there during that era and they're definitely not like death metal or thrash, no, no. which was like the other side of that spectrum. Like and they I were remember... gonna be on, like they would play with corn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I remember like not being into that. Like the people who were into Slipknot might have also been like you might kind of like blend into your, if you're gonna go more like into the pop culture stuff, like you're Disturbed, kind of like you remember Disturbed, right? Obviously, yeah. everybody does. Down with the sickness, bro. Yeah. So like I I feel like they would have even had been an associated act, right? Um, yeah. But I remember like there there was a very staunch divide between like you're into Slipknot and then you're into uh, whatever else is on the other side of like more into the weirder genres of metal. I don't know. I'm not sure yeah, how to like break it up, but I feel like uh, there was a few bands that kind of bridged the gap between that more punkish side. And then the more like new metals, like Killswitch Engage, yep, is a good like uh, bridge between all of those different genres. Yeah, they hit like they hit everything, and then they also got on the radio and shit too. Yeah. What about Avenged I, Sevenfold? Where do you guys? Where did you guys land on Avenged Sevenfold? Not a fan. Neither was I. That's a hard pass for me. Really? Okay. So <laughs> I would no, but I wasn't into them at all, and I feel like they were another one of those bands that like brought people in from like that hot topic metal into yeah. like i don't know maybe like the the metal that i would listen to there was like they were kind of like in the middle and i would that's i would cross paths with people who would buy all their outfits from hot topic versus 
at shows. I think that's the divide right there. Did you buy your like, shirts at Hot Topic or did you have to get them at shows? If you like Disturb in the in 2000, then you probably like uh, didn't enjoy Kill Switching or uh, what uh, Avenged Sevenfold. I'm sorry. Wait. If you liked Avenged Sevenfold in 2000, then you probably got into metal before it it made they made the turn if you liked it in like 2007 then you're much more likely to be like a disturbed you know uh radio metal pop call that radio metal yeah exactly like your seethers and your breaking benjamins and your shit non-point like that. i was a non-point band oh man uh there's some shit that non-point did that i liked though Oh, so maybe um, I'm throw, maybe I'm grouping them in the wrong category, or maybe we just don't like the same stuff. That's fine. No, too. And, we and don't. I I think uh... <laughs> we don't. <laughs> Casey sends us like music once a week. Me and uh, our friend Jesse, who was on one of the Friday fellowships, um, he'll like send us music like every week, every other week, whatever. Just we'll send each other stuff all the time, and almost every time Casey sends us music, Jesse and I are both are like. I'll be like, this This is really, this stuff is great. And then we listen to it, we're like, uh, I kind of hate this, actually. They hated <laughs> that Megatron song. Really? Yeah, yeah really did not I'm like saying. that. It was, I did, I, it was not great. Okay, oh, check out Megatron by Lalo. Yeah, it's, and then. It's uh, slapper. It's not, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so that that's just not your cup of tea? like that that type of music or or is there something specific you didn't like about it uh i don't even know what to say about like what music. i don't like he doesn't like me oh okay. it's not that i don't <laughs> like new things <laughs> but some of the shit like what was that one that you were sending it's like uh it's kind of like do trying to like blend like metal and hip-hop like but not metal oh, like ninja yeah Fuck that shit, dude. That you was love, you don't like Twelve <laughs> Ninja either. No, dude. See, any any genre you can think of, like they cover it. Yeah, that's probably the problem with it to me. Is it's just like <laughs> it's like a fucking Frankenstein of music, and it just turns out to not be interesting to me at all. That's I, I, the that's divide fair. right there. That's the divide though between like you were a new metal guy, you probably love that. If you were more of like a punk guy when you got into metal, like you're going to hate it. it yeah, just, maybe there's too many chords or something. It reminds me, yeah. <laughs> it reminds me, like, when I think of that, it makes me think of people who might just like, I don't know, their idea of a good time hanging out is like the local morgue or something like that. Like just those kinds of people who are just, there's like that weirdness to it where you're like, people who like this also. Australians? Like, yeah. like death, maybe, and like. There's like that. They, there's like that intentional. Like we're going for like this raw creepiness, and it feels like forced to me that well, I, okay. I don't like it. Ha, have you seen any of the videos? That was an exceptional turnoff. <laughs> <laughs> your hearts, your salesmen are not doing it for me. Wait, which one? <laughs> which one did you see? The, uh, the long way home. One. Oh, that one's yeah. That one's all sorts of fun. <laughs> It's bizarre for sure. Yeah, that's that's something different. That's something different. Like if you start, if you listen to or, or like watch some of their earlier videos, they had like that uh, that whole one that was like it, they were watching like a scary movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Did you send so, me that one, Casey? No, no, I didn't. You won't like it. I won't. <laughs> no, 
I mean, I think you should just watch it for like because I think it's a it's a better understanding of like them as as like uh, performers rather than like them as like these pseudo creepy kids that hang out at a morgue yeah. <laughs> because they're just like a bunch of like fuck off idiot Australians that are like, we just want to do whatever the fuck we want to do. And if it's like polka, if it's metal, if it's a fucking lullaby, they'll do it because that's what they want to do. And like that whole video is just them fucking off, like making a video of them watching a video of like this super shit, like horror B movie. Uh, yeah. The whole thing is, Fucked, but it's hilarious. It's like uh, they're like the PSY of uh, hard rock and metal. Yeah. PSY. Get out of here. No. Nah. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, that's how we started hanging out. Yep. And um, through uh, through us chilling together, I slowly but surely creeped away. From... I was already out of the church. I wasn't going anymore. I was not thinking about it. Like all the only thing that I had left was just like this twinge of guilt. guilt. Yeah. Like I had to identify as that. If somebody asked, like I needed to state my identity as like a Christian and stuff, and that was it. It was not anything. It was not anything that like anyone who's a serious Christian even wants in the church, you know? But uh I remember uh so our buddy Ian which I don't know that we'll ever get Ian on here because he's working with like 2002 Wi-Fi and he's, <laughs> he's a great deal. Well, maybe after he gets that new uh, monthly AOL disc, <laughs> yeah. we can get him early. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, I remember there was one point where we were we would just hang out in his garage on uh, like a Friday night and just sit around and chill. We had like a group of like five, six people that were just fun. And we just talk about whatever. But we were talking about drugs and weed and all this, you know, the war on drugs and all this stuff. And I remember at one point saying like, well, you know, I think they're just going to have to get serious about this stuff at some point and just impose like some harsher penalties on people, you know, make it like, catastrophic for these people to break the law and to sell drugs and ian like just went off on me with like, <laughs> statistics and stuff weed was very important to him at the time yeah yeah he he made you belate a turd <laughs> of logic <laughs> which is an ian term for sure yeah but uh you know, here's all the reasons why that hasn't worked for the last like 25 years, and and it was like the first time I'd ever heard anybody make a case against something like that. You know, yeah. like challenged an idea that I thought, well, what everybody thinks this, everyone but drug addicts thinks this. Yeah, and uh, and that was the kind of stuff that really made me start thinking about, wow, there's like this whole, like I'm I'm living in this like such a, a narrow spectrum of what what's out there and you know that's uh that's the kind of stuff that really made me start changing my mind about things or at least admitting that i wasn't as serious about stuff as i thought i was yeah so we gave him some heroin made him uh huff some paint and it was it was all done from there yeah, all yeah. Done he tied him down shot him up he was like this is weird but it's also having a good time so i guess uh i changed my mind Dude, I remember the first time, like, when, like, the conversation, so being in Massachusetts, we, we de decriminalized weed 
a while ago. Um, before we legalized it, it was decriminalized. And now it was just it, like everyone treated it like it was legal at that point, because then what getting caught smoking weed, as long as you had under an ounce, it was like a traffic ticket. So nobody yeah. gave a shit anymore. And um, I remember having conversations with people about how like, oh my God, this is like the downfall of society. Uh, all these kids are just now they think they can just do it. Now everyone's just going to smoke weed all the time and everyone's going to be brain dead and no one's going to do anything. What changed my mind? Well, no, I changed my mind about weed long before that, but I didn't smoke weed until I was like late twenties. And the I just remember the first time I did it, it was like, what? That was it? That's what I've been making such a, that's what I made such a big fucking deal about for like all, all the way into 23, 24. Like I made this a big deal. And then you realize that like nothing happened when you did it. You're like, I sat and watched two movies and did nothing. Yeah. I, I had no interest in doing anything precarious or uh, something that, I, I mean, I just didn't even want to get off the couch. I was like, all right, so this is what people, this is what I was having a problem with. This is pathetic. Yeah, the, the downside is that you may have accidentally eaten two pizzas. Yeah. Yeah. If you had the energy to get it. <laughs> right. That's not a problem for either two of you, of you two, but that's a real problem for me. <laughs> My body holds on to that stuff. Yeah, I'll crush the fuck out of a pizza. I don't even care. <laughs> when was the first time you smoked weed? Dude, I was like in my 30s. Really? Yeah. Was oh, I wow. there? No, I think you're already gone. Because that, uh, that was like post-Sam. Wow, okay. Yeah. Because I did with you like early on. Yeah. Or edibles at least. Yeah. Yeah, that fucking movie experience. <laughs> what movie was that? Uh, oh, Cloverfield. Yeah. 10 Cloverfield Lane or whatever. You remember that movie? Uh, yeah, I remember when that came out. Dude, I think, I think, I don't know if we actually finished it. Cause I think we were both like fucking antsy and giggly, like most of the way through. And we're like, uh, let's fucking get out of here. And then this, this fuck over here, like we're cruising through and he's like, dude, you know what's the worst car in the world? I'm fucking tired of Giselle. <laughs> Just like cracking his own shit up. Which, I don't know. I was a little bit high too, so it cracked my shit up. So we're both laughing about literally the dumbest shit, like cruising all the way home. And then uh, we get home, you know, <laughs> pour myself a bourbon or whatever uh, lunchbox. I don't know what the fuck he was doing, uh, but then I was like kind of hungry too, <laughs> so I'm like cutting up this apple. I'm like, homeboy, you want some? He's like, no. I'm like, what? You don't want some fucking delicious apple? He's like, no. So I like. <laughs> Like, bought it through like some peanut butter or something, and I'm like feeding him. He's like, "Oh, it's pretty good." I'm like, you, do you actually want some now? He's like, "No." But I did the same thing. Like, run it through some peanut butter and get it close. And he's like, "Yum, yum, yum." He's like, hand feeding me apple pieces with caramel on them or something. Oh, yeah, it's caramel. I don't know. Uh, and, then, so, and there's like, I remember like this wild tangent about like a piss hat from a prostitute. Dude, just the dumbest <laughs> shit. And I, I tried recording some of it, but then like even like listening back to it, I'm like, I don't even know what the fuck's going on right now. It's like we were dropping out like every other word or something. I was like, is this, is this even English? All I can hear is like apple crunching and like little little giggles. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing about being like really high is like you start laughing before you finish your joke and then no one understands what you're, what you're laughing about. 
then, but everyone starts laughing. I was yeah. when when I got high, I watched the like the first time I got high, Jesse and I we watched uh the first movie we watched was Michael Bolton's big sexy Valentine's Day special. I don't know if- <laughs> <laughs> that was a perfect one. I don't know if anyone's seen that. That shit's on Netflix. That was like a Scott Ackerman movie. Not and, uh, <laughs> I hadn't hit my radar on that. One. Oh my god, it's insane! <laughs> it's like I—I I honestly, I—I I was about to try to even say what it was, and I don't remember well enough. It just Santa Claus is in it. I'm pretty sure they're trying to—he's trying to like make. Oh god, I forget it. Fuck it. Uh, the movie we watched right after that was what was that animated one like Sausage Party? I think we watched. That was the second one we watched. Oh yeah, yeah. and that's the I, only way you're getting through that one. Yeah, I—I I have. I don't really remember it at all. I that was one of the one we just sunk into the couch and watched. I don't remember laughing much at all, but I remember just thinking, "Hmm, that's really funny," but not laughing. <laughs> it was like a pretty silent screening at that point. It was weird. <laughs> Dude, the first time we ever tried anything, April and I were in Colorado. We were staying in Estes Park, and both of us are so sheltered. You know, like it was a big event. Like when we, the first time we ever went to Chili's and ordered a margarita, it was like, it, it was a big to do. And you're we looking over your nervous. shoulder, making sure your old college RA isn't there for some reason. <laughs> yeah, you take like, giving you, you like half of your sunrise Chili's margarita special bottom shelf liquor, and you're like, I think I'm drunk. Yeah, that's like <laughs> two and a half percent alcohol and then mostly sugar water. <laughs> so we went to we were staying in Estes Park, Colorado, and I told her on the way out there, I'm like, we're going to a dispensary while we're here. She's like, No, we're not. I'm like, Yes, we are. We're gonna do it. And we're gonna see what this is all about, and it's gonna happen. She's like, No, we're not. I'm like, We are, and then we're just gonna go. They so had, they had nine and one preset in their cell phone for when they're yeah <laughs> shit hit the wall. So we we googled one and found it like it was a ways away from Estes Park at the time, but like we went to this uh, this dispensary, and I feel like the first time you go to it to one, you you think the experience you're about to have is like walking into like a Cirilla's adult novelties or something like that, like a like a porno store or something like that. Yeah, but then you go in and it's like Whole Foods in there. Like they have the money to make it nice. You know, they're all immaculate inside and the staff is super friendly and they're like helping you go through. Oh, you never. Okay. Well, here's some good things to try on your first time. Blah, 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 blah. It's just great experience. So we get some different edibles and things like that. Um, I remember we went to like a German restaurant for dinner, had a great dinner and uh, we got tickets to uh, that Disney movie inside out oh yeah you know that one? Oh my god if i watch that i dude if i watch that high now i cry watching that right now anyway if i watch <laughs> that high i would just like be weeping the entire time Stop. i watched it probably yeah i think that's how it would go if i watched it high now we took like we each took like a five milligram cookie it was like right next to our ho- the place we were staying we uh we go next door and I, neither one of us knew how long it took to kick in. We didn't know what dosage to try and stuff like that. And five milligrams really didn't do a whole lot to me. I remember like looking over at April like halfway through the movie and she's doing this like belly laugh 
that like I had never seen her do before, and it was the funniest thing. I don't know what was going on in the movie, but she was just like cackling, and it, it was great. <laughs> and yeah, it's like the same scenario. It's like you get done, and you feel like that this this is what we've been talking about for yeah. decades. Yeah. This is it. Yeah, it's like such a such a non issue, you know. Not to make this whole episode about getting high, but when um during like the pandemic and shit like we uh, jill and i and some friends and who we hadn't seen what we all just decided to get like um you know we did the whole like all right we won't do shit for two weeks and then we'll dump the kids like at the grandparents house and we'll all go like hang out at a airbnb for the weekend uh because we hadn't seen anyone in a while and we were all just you know you go you one of our friends brought edibles and it's like <laughs> But one of our friends was pregnant, right? And so she's sober the entire weekend. And for the most part, like everyone was, it was just like me and a couple of the guys, like we would do edibles at night, we'd drink, but it didn't get crazy. But the second night we were like, all right, fuck it. Everyone's just, whatever. We'll just all go for it. And, um, but we had, of course our pregnant friend was sober. And I just remember looking over at her and being like, shit, this feels really terrible now. Like she's probably not having any fun. Hanging out with like five high people. Like this is not like we all did edibles. We've all been drinking. We're trying to play a video game. uh, Not a video game. We're trying to play a board game. And we're all just like yelling and screaming over each other. And I look over at her and it was like a very sobering experience. I'm like, should probably try to take this down a couple of (laughs) inches. Well, yeah, I think that's like any, any type of like party atmosphere. Like uh, I know back in like high school, college, going to like friends parties and stuff like that like whatever i worked late so like i go to like this party afterwards and like everyone are to be like most of the way bombed so like everyone's like slurring their words fucking falling over all over the place fucking spilling shit everyone's just shit faced you know and then like you walk in you're like wow like it, it feels so awkward hanging out with these people because like they're all at this level and i'm like way down here I'm going to leave. Yeah. Uh, but then, you know, you find yourself there a, a different scenario in which like you're, you're in at the ground floor. You didn't have to work. And so like you're, you're equal level bombed with everybody. You're like, I don't see anything. It's wrong. Fuck it. Falling over <laughs> and, shit. and then like uh, that one sober person walks in. You're like, whatever. I'm sorry. You get back out of here. Uh, you know? Yeah. It's funny. It, it, and even on our like trip, it wasn't even that unruly. Like we're all just like, parents at this point like no one's going crazy it's just like when you're doing that and you look over and you're like this person can't like no one's at the controlling their volume levels anymore like it's not like we're like losing it no one's like flipping the game board over and going like we're all just playing but things derail easy everyone's laughing and then you realize like oh like no one's talking at a normal volume everybody's yelling and i just like if if she was like fully in it, wasn't pregnant, hanging out, like you, no one would have thought twice about it. But then after, like during that, I was just like, this feels, it feels like we, it feels like we're doing something wrong right now. <laughs> Dude, there's nothing better though than like as a group, whatever you did, doing whatever, and then just like watching a really bad movie and just roasting it as a group. It's like it's so much fun. God, I haven't done that in ages. I I had a select group of friends that we would watch like awful movies with and 
one of them, the only time I, the last time, I mean, over 10 years ago, I did this, probably 11, 11 years ago was the last time I watched an awful movie for the sake of roasting it. And it was a Monsterd. I feel like you might've known that one. <laughs> I think you may have directed that one. <laughs> yeah. Casey, you don't know this. You would love it. It would have been totally what you watched in college. Um, it was like a dude who escapes from prison and goes into like, tries to escape in the sewers, but some pe- like companies dumping radioactive liquid down the sewers and like makes it all the shit radioactive. And he ends up turning into a shit monster and he just murders that, the fuck out of people for a minute. Isn't that the basic premise behind like Toxic Avenger too? I don't know Maybe. that one. I'm sure this is a this is pretty you know, like Toxic Avenger. Like a pretty no no. Oh man, I've seen part of it. Yeah, get get your little stony boys together and, and <laughs> take a crack at that bad boy. <laughs> I can't do that so much anymore. I can't watch truly awful movies for fun anymore. <laughs> That's something okay. that changed. Is like for me. Okay, no names, obviously, but can. Are you willing to uh, tell the story of the? Uh... Oh man, <laughs> the monster! I, I really don't want to hash this one out on yet another podcast. This fucking girl used to like take shit to my toilet until it fucking clogged up, and then she went stop taking shits. <laughs> even, even though there was like a different place to take shits, and I was doing that, but she was still just fucking blowing that thing up until it was like trying to overflow there's so many details that i know there's a lot of better. details i'm just i'm just trying to get like the speed ball version here i had to add like that he shit lives vacuumed a, out davis lives in a, a he's got a giant fifth wheel camper yeah he's a he's a he's hell on wheels he's just a mobile <laughs> mobile douchebag yeah and uh and so all of this makes more sense when you think about the fact that, like, okay, this is a, like, a really, it's a, it's a super nice camper, but it's a camper toilet. Yeah, like, like if I'm laying in my bed, I can, like, fish my right foot out and, like, creep that door open and, like, rest my foot on the toilet. Like, that's how fucking close it was. And this thing's just, <laughs> like, this festering pool of her shit. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you? How much money did it cost you? Oh, I have no idea. But I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm guessing uh, it's probably at least like uh, between two and three hundred dollars because you have to have like this septic truck come out. It's like this giant fucking vacuum. And this isn't the shit they do. Like they they had to like literally a dude had to like sit there like squatting in front of like this like. Uh, output tube where all the poops and peeps would go out, you know? The fucking valve's open. Nothing's coming out because it's all jammed with fucking turds and whatever. So they're, like, sitting there with this vacuum, but it, like, doesn't couple, like, the, the actual hose right. So they're just literally holding it in front of the hose, like, hoping shit would just come flying at them at some point. <laughs> poking it, poking it with a stick, hoping it just blows. <laughs> yeah, and like I'm, I'm like scurrying up to like my fucking roof and shit to like close off like the because there's like a in, in any house any septic system in the world there's like a an air like system that goes up yeah. to your roof so you don't have to blow smell hole. that shit yeah a blow hole. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
So I'm up there like taping that fucking bad boy off to like try to get more suction. <laughs> I try to get like I have that I have the water turned off because like you can't flush it and not have more water go into it. I'm like, it's at the edge. I can't do anything with it. So like the only thing I could do is turn the water off and just hold it open. Nothing went down and just wait there and pray until whatever fucking meatloaf dislodged itself <laughs> pulled everything fucking through. Oh, so fucking furious. Okay, I have a couple of follow-up questions. Please. Yeah. Dude, I need to go refill my drink if I have to feel more questions about this fucking incident. Jesus. Do you want to take a quick break, get some refills, and then I'll ask my follow-ups? <laughs> yes, I'm in favor of that. All right, break time. Follow-up questions. Here we go. Uh, because I have no idea. Like, I'm, I don't really get how this whole thing started because it sounds like a lot of shits were taken to get to a point where this had to happen. This wasn't just, was this a couple of, just a couple of shits or is this like, like, I don't, I mean, do you don't have, I don't know how any of this works. Like I know, okay. I know these trailers, like the, like whatever, they have like a tank and you have yeah. to empty them. Right. Uh, right, so, so would you have like a, would you get it empty regularly? Or I know you can also hook up to things where it can like dump into like a septic. So explain like how that whole system works for a second. Cause I'm... so, uh, <laughs> let's say you drop a shit in your turlet. Mm-hmm. Uh, it goes, it goes into, uh, a tank that's underneath the floor and that has a valve that opens and closes. Yep. So the smell and, of shit doesn't get into your home well, and it doesn't leak out. So you oh. can save them up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. So, I mean, I, I really don't want to get into the science of like fucking black tanks, but you kind of have to save them up. Okay. That's the thing. Like you, you can't just like, like a septic, right? It like eats it. It's like eats itself. Is that what's going on? No, no. It's just, uh, it's, it's gravitational. And like, imagine, all right. Imagine if you will, a kiddie pool. All right. There's no water in it and you just fucking drop a turd straight down to the center, what's going to happen is it's just going to it's gonna create this fucking <laughs> little mountain down there. You can open up that valve all you want. It's pulsed on the side. That thing's just fucking staying there. Okay, so, yep, yep. Yeah. So, like, there has to be, like, enough weight to, like, get everything to go through. Mm-hmm. Um, Unless you want to get out there with your broomstick. Fucking yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, it through. <laughs> <laughs> and the toilet itself is not like a toilet toilet. Yeah. The toilet is like uh, no, mine's a very, mine's water very. bowl with a cigar cutter in the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. So that part is accurate. I was going to say, my shit's fucking porcelain, bro. It's got like a, like a little valve that kind of like spritzes it down. So do you normally get this emptied on a regular basis and it just filled up way well, faster than you're expecting? So, so that's the thing. Like, um, there's, there's septic connections at like the park, the park that I was at. So like mm-hmm. it stays connected the whole time. It's just like, 
you're like, oh, uh, I should check the levels and empty out the tanks. So like you check them, you pull the valve, everything comes out of like your, your black tank and your gray tanks. Gray tanks are like where your shower water goes or where like your kitchen sink water goes. Um, yep, yep. Empties all that shit into like this little like septic system. Then you close them bad boys back up and you start dropping more shits, bro. <laughs> but Paula Bunyan gave him a log jam. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, there are definitely things that shouldn't be down there. Turds, those are cool. <laughs> Some piss, that's cool. Okay, I forgot. I forgot about the, the other aspect. Of yeah, that. like our RV toilet paper, which I found a, a really good brand that isn't like <laughs> like a wrapping paper on your ass or like oh, tissue RV paper. toilet paper is the thing? It's like there's RV toilet paper specifically? Yeah. Okay. It's, a, it's quick dissolved, so like it doesn't huh. just wad up and create a fucking log jam in your septic system. Uh, so I don't remember the circumstance. I don't know if that was like I think that was after like we came back from from Michigan. Maybe I don't know. I don't know the circumstance, but like I don't know. Maybe it was like a week or something, or like it was vacation and then a week. Whatever, whatever the situation was, like. Oh, I should probably fucking take care of this now, and then go outside and like pull the pull the the little fucking valve release and put put your little ear on the hose. You're like, uh oh. <laughs> then you get it, it just blows into your ear. Is that no? <laughs> <laughs> you like, just heard that like cartoon drip noise. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> didn't didn't hear a fucking thing come through. So I was like. This is not good. This is not good. So, uh, yeah, you know, tried like every fucking chemical I could find, which is probably like decimating the value in the the. the it's like corroding the tanks. Like I'm like pouring like liquid plumber and shit down there. I'm like, oh yeah. I don't know. I don't care. Just, something's got to make this go away. What's the main ingredient in liquid plumber? It's like lye, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, probably. Pour it on a body, body goes away. Yeah, yeah, that's what I had something like that like recently because you know I got kids and I'm constantly like, I I feel like my I've you never I mean every well shitting but like sink drains and shit like everything's clogged all the fucking time I don't get it and so I had like liquid plumber I just remember it's like I'm like that's the shit that comes in a bag that you seal and it's like I don't know it's maybe that's not the same stuff but it's like. No, I'm pretty sure it is. Okay, and you're like, it's like you're reading it, and it's like, careful when you open the bag and you open this because it could, you know, an explosion could happen. You could burn your eyes out of your sockets, and it, yeah, the active ingredient is like it's a lot. I'm like, this, this is what dissolves. This is what's in every movie, TV show, whatever. When they're trying to dissolve a human body, is that shit? They just put you in a bathtub and like pour that shit all over you. And, uh, uh, yeah. Solves all your problems, unless you live in a fucking RV. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, coincidentally, does not dissolve human shit too good. Just hair <laughs> in soaps, like soap scum. It, that's fine. You're really not supposed to put that kind of stuff in a toilet, like a toilet toilet. I don't know about RVs, but like no, I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna go out of limb and say I'm fucking positive I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> I mean, I can't think of like any part of construction of my rv that that would be a good place to be 
that, that was just a poor idea. I was just like That's not weird. wanting to deal with the, the reality of the situation that I was like staring into, which was this fucking bowl of turd. And then you never saw this person again? Uh, no. You left no. her on the side of the road there? <laughs> I was pretty stationary at that point. Um, so it, it took, there, there was a very decisive cut at that point. And they're like, all right, I got it. But how about I just stay here? And I'm like, well, wait a minute. <laughs> Some, somehow it seems like you don't got it. <laughs> that's, that's not right uh and then they're like all right i got a airbnb that i'll move into or whatever i'm like okay at the end of the week i'm like wait a minute here we are again <laughs> with a what the fuck uh so yeah it took me like uh, almost a full week to flush that turd too <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> it, was, uh, it was tough both both ends of that spectrum yeah at least you didn't cover that one and lie that would have been bad <laughs> yeah <laughs> like a calling card on her way out yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god i don't even know where to go from here <laughs> oh yeah i don't i, I don't as it turns out, if you flush enough money, it comes out eventually. <laughs> yeah, right around like the $200 mark. Boom, that valve opens right up. I'm surprised you didn't have to get a whole new tank. But... I mean, I'm, I'm sure that's on the way. Because <laughs> like mine probably has like a bunch of soft spots because of like liquid plumber being on it. <laughs> That, dude, it didn't it, just go in. It sat there for a while. Yeah, obviously it didn't do any fucking good. So that means, uh, I mean, if if that tank go, I mean, I'm guessing tanks going is, um, I mean, that's something that happens. Like, yeah. Do they just burst and then you're just left with a pile of shit to clean up? Next yeah, to going you? down the highway. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm hoping for. You just hit a bump and all of a sudden you <laughs> the whole bottom falls out. You just have like this like little under tray of shit. <laughs> driving behind the, that thing just the tercel behind you through your windshield <laughs> well but like okay so uh at at an rv park because that's that's where i've lived for like the past fucking year or whatever uh there have been like multiple scenarios in like where people like pull that valve whether it's like they're gray or they're black and they're like all right done everything's good you know they disconnect everything disconnect the power get everything hooked up to the truck let them take off and it wasn't done and so like they start like going through like the bumps of the road and stuff like that and then you just see like this trail of like shit water like, leading out of the park and you're like oh. <laughs> but at that point what are you gonna do like you're just you're just gonna like you're not gonna pull over and like try to fish with no fuck it man it's just Stop. keep driving. I always think of um, let's go faster. Of Christmas <laughs> vacation. From it. When uh, Uncle Eddie's filtering his out into the drain, the yeah, sewer drain is just like Jenner was full. <laughs> That's precisely it. The, the science hasn't updated much since then. It's just like a, you hook it up to that hose and you just pour it out somewhere. Well, I mean, it's a little more direct, so you don't have to, like, stand there like an asshole anymore. The local swimming <laughs> hole. You just dump it into the local swimming hole. <laughs> yeah. So, 
I know you have, but Sam, have you ever heard about the Dave Matthews Band incident? Oh, yeah. No. I mean, Dave Matthews Band in and of themselves is an incident, but... <laughs> I I had to look it up here because I, I wasn't familiar with what the details of it were. But okay, wait, so wait, wait, before we get too far, I think the song. No, the song. Oh, fuck. All right. Hey, we'll keep get going, sued. Keep going, keep going. No, nope. we'll get sued if you play it. Don't nope. sue us. Nope. Okay, so this is an article from the Chicago Tribune. All right, August eighth, two thousand nineteen. The title is 15 years ago today, a Dave Matthews Band tour bus dumped human waste on a tour boat in Chicago River. <laughs> <laughs> they were going over a bridge, and I don't know if it was intentionally or unintentionally or what, but they emptied their sewage tank and like literally hit a tour bus or a tour boat. Oh my god! That was under the bridge at the time, it was like a big, it was a big stake. Oh my god, all those people's clothes, anyone who got hit though, I bet they could have put that shit on eBay for mad money knowing that it was Dave Matthews shit that they're covered in. Yeah, honestly, I'd rather do that than listen to Dave Matthews. (laughs) Do people who like Dave Matthews love Dave Matthews? (laughs) They do, yeah. That's true. That's like people who talk about the Grateful Dead. And Fish. I don't get it, but I'm glad you're having a good time. Yeah, the Grateful Dead, Fish, Dave Matthews. And they'll argue about which one's better and who's the best, but... I mean, I don't want to. I feel like Grateful Dead and Fish are in like a specific category. Dave Matthews and like REM are runner ups. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of music that I don't get, and I don't think it's because I have some sophisticated palate. I think it's like the opposite. Like, I love POD. That's what I like. (laughs) (laughs) But I have this friend that's like really big on grunge. He loves it. Yeah, I don't get grunge. Did he just like always send to me? Grunge songs, and I do like grunge. I I don't know. I I thought that was a like, it's a very finite genre. Like it's done. (laughs) That was was a arguably for a reason. It just wasn't good enough to stand the test of time. No, No, I'm just kidding. I before everyone who likes grunge comes after us, I I really don't get it. Like I, you know, you listen to Nirvana, and I hear it, and I hear people talk about Kurt Cobain the way they do. And I mean, respectable musicians who will will tell you that like he was their number one influence for wanting to get into music. Like, I don't mean any of this disparagingly. Like, I hear what people who actually know what they're talking about when it comes to music talk about Kurt Cobain, and I'm like, what the fuck am I missing? I don't care about it at all. I don't like it. It just means nothing to me. It's like uh, it's like with clothing. Like men's clothing is pretty boring. But like women's clothing is like all these trends and stuff like that. And Abel's mm. like on, she's always experimenting with new things and stuff. And I feel like there'll be a new thing that's kind of like getting big. And I just, I can't wrap my head around it. And then all of a sudden I'll see something and I'm like, oh, okay. Okay. I get it. I get the, I get what you're going for here. I, I understand it now. And then I, I kind of like it, you know, music is the same way. And like, I feel like when you're growing up, you like the kind of stuff that your dad likes for quite a while. And then all of a sudden, I ever like my dad's music. Oh my God. Speaking of, go ahead. I have some shit to say about dad music, though. Okay. But then, you know, you kind of find your own thing and stuff. But like my dad liked 80s, you know, rock, like radio stuff. You know, my dad liked the cars and some of that kind of stuff. Check the tits. 
<laughs> okay. But, uh, like, uh, I'm talking about, like, the videos and stuff. Grunge. Yeah. yeah. I, he didn't listen to it. I didn't listen to it. I just, I don't get it. Yeah. But I know that there's something there that I just don't understand because a ton of people love it. It just doesn't, it doesn't register for me. I don't understand it. I, I think there's a lot of uh, cases like that where, where like, uh, everyone has, like, a, a meter or, like, a like a, a tonal range that they're comfortable with. And, and like, if you hear something that's out of the norm and it's, it's like out of like your, like your, I don't know, comfort of like what you're used to, like, you're not going to dig it. But then like, there could be a little bit of something like, you know, let's say like uh, Nirvana did like this straight up metal song. And you're like, oh shit, listen to this. This is fucking dope. And then like you, you enter in there and, and like having like that, that little entryway, like you can start to like see what's going on with the rest of the music. And I think that's, I think that's what a, a lot of like the, the, the ability to like mix genres happens is like finding that, that common point that you're at least comfortable with. And then like just dipping your toe and dipping your toe. In. And sometimes that toe comes right back out. Sometimes like you hear like one song, and you're like, Oh, this is dope. And you listen to the next one. You're like, this is the worst shit I've ever heard in my life, and you're fucking <laughs> gone. You stop listening. But sometimes you're like, eh, that wasn't bad. So, like, you listen to, like, that one good song again, you're like, all right, yeah, yeah, I fucking like this. And then, like, you skip track two. Then you go to number three, you're like, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. I kind of feel that. So uh, I, I think that's it. I think uh, Nirvana hit uh, hit a lot of people, like, when there was – like the like the dissension out of like uh 80s like hair metal yeah mm-hmm. and like the only thing that you had to listen to is like sting and seal <laughs> or like all of a sudden nirvana sounds amazing just you mentioning <laughs> well so i mean like i don't know there, there just had to be something different and like the people that that came from like the the hair metal. They could find elements they liked. People that came from like Sting and Seal. They're like, ah, oh, he's kind of got a raspy voice. Kind of like that. So, I think it. I think it kind of like. I don't know. That that was just a good entry point. That's that's my dissertation on Nirvana. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that didn't change how I feel about Nirvana. Nope. <laughs> I mean, nope, that wasn't meant to. But no, no, no. <laughs> As a kid. I don't. I didn't. I just had to look him up. I didn't remember the name of him at all. I actually think it would be super funny to like just play clips of some of their music uh, in another episode. But uh, there was like, um, it was just like a rock band from the eighties. It was like a Christian rock band. Uh, tell me if you have any idea who I'm talking about when I say Degarmo and Key. Not a clue, nope. dude. This stuff was. Um, was strange. I, I'm gonna find. I want to find clips of it to play. I I almost want to do it right now and just hit play on some stuff. But let me just read some of their song titles, and I'll, it'll give you a pretty good idea of what we're working with here. I want to say it had like um occasionally like no Bob Seger isn't. I wanted to say Bob Seger vibes, but it's not like that. It's more like more rock than that. But uh, there's a song called Casual Wait, Christian. You don't want to be a casual boycott hell is one of the ones that I really remember. Oh, cool. Uh, they have a song called 666, and that's all about, you know, end times. Makes me stuff. a little nervous. They have a lot of end timesy type songs, but uh, I'm destined to win. Mm, very Calvinist of them. I had, I remember listening to this for 
like when we would go on like trips or whatever with and i haven't listened i mean it was like a short period of my life where i would have like heard these and they have stuck with me forever i feel like i need to find clips of them and like we need to like set up a way to like put it on an episode at some point because it's very interesting it's trying to be like 80s rock and musically it has like that it's like deceptive there's like you could listen to it and then realize that you were tricked into listening to Christian music, right? <laughs> yeah. I think, uh, I'm trying to think of like, uh, my dad had this like leather bound cassette tape holder. It was like a, a briefcase that held cassette tapes. You remember those? Oh okay. yeah. Dude, he had one of those. And I remember at one point finding it and I had a Walkman. And so I would just like, pull tapes out of there and listen to them and stuff and just finding some of the ones that I like. Cause my dad liked a lot of that eighties rock stuff. So he had a lot of like uh quarter flash and the Eagles and the cars and a bunch of that kind of stuff. And then I think there was a lot of pressure at that point to like switch wholesale over to like only Christian stuff. Okay. Yeah. And it was before Christian music really had a ton to offer, you know, there wasn't like a whole bunch of like Christian rock bands and stuff. So I remember like my dad listened to a lot of like Gaither vocal band. Oh yeah. The Gaithers. And so they we were like rock music though. Were they, were they folk? They were not. Do they do like folk shit or I don't even remember. I don't know what the word is. Bluegrass. Simony garfunkel type of bullshit. It's like the music that you, it was, it's music you would only hear in a church. Yeah. Like, I know, we're trying like, to compare it to things that were real, and this is, like, church genre. Think about the kind of music that would, like, be the intro to a TV show on CBN. That's, yeah. that's the Gaithers. The intro what? to um, intro nine, to 19 and Counting or some shit like that. Christian broadcasting. Oh. It's like where every lady has hair that's 10 feet tall and every man has been <laughs> caught uh, with a male prostitute at some point. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> or embezzling. Or some form of embezzling. Or, yeah, know, exactly. Yeah, convicted I, of a crime of some sort. Maybe I, maybe I just didn't have that channel growing up. Right. It's like the worst. Conjure the worst image of televangelist. That's CBN. Shout out Pat Robertson. Oh, yeah. Dude, and he's still going strong. How is he just like an animatronic corpse at this point? Like, is he? Did they hire like the uh, development team from Chuck E. Cheese's to come in and just like animate his his yeah. dead body? <laughs> you would think at this point. I read an article on um, like I mean, honestly, he has an incredible legal team, I guess, because I read this article on like the deal he struck when he sold his network and shit, and it was like it just guaranteed that no matter what happened, he will never be taken off the air ever. No matter what sort of ridiculous things he says. Yeah. Uh, I mean, even when he's dead, I don't even know if they can cancel it after he's dead. I think they can probably find a replacement for him. (laughs) It's insane. You know, uh, some things, though, I mean, stand the test of time. Like, some things seem ridiculous at the time. Like, uh, 9-11 was the homosexual's fault. But then, you know, we find out later on that it's, yeah, it's, it's true. We did find that out? I think so. I don't know. Maybe I'm getting my articles mixed up. Yeah. I, I'm not following you. I don't know where that You've been listening to a little bit too much Tucker Carlson lately, I think. <laughs> yeah, right. 
Tucker Carlson uh, was like, this just in, turns out it is true that the homosexuals are responsible for 9-11. Should have put him on He's island. not far off from that. Tucker Carlson will be on CBN before long. <laughs> if he's not on some, like, watch list before that, white supremacist. Oh, I had one more question from earlier that I was thinking of that I forgot. I didn't get a chance to ask. Well, good, because I have a question, too. Oh, wait, you go first. No, no, ladies first. Okay, well, we were talking about stuff you did when you were kids and everything. What is something that you did as a kid that was definitely dangerous and you would not let your kid do? (laughs) Just one? Just pick one. Pick the best one. Uh, Fuck. Uh, I mean, I can think of like 40 right now. Um... Okay, well, I'll go first while you... Well, you narrow your search. Um, we had like, we spent a lot of time at the softball fields when I was a young kid and we lived in Georgia. And it was like a tiered area. It was up a big hill. So there was two fields up top at the top of the hill. And that's where like the concession stand was. And then there was this big hill downward and a big ditch. And then there was two fields down below. And so my dad played on the church softball team, and that was a big deal in Georgia. So we were there a lot. And I remember me and one of the other kids made got, out. <laughs> high five! All right. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Go ahead. We got the idea that like there was okay. So there was like a storage building at the bottom of the hill, and they had all these like old steel barrels, like burn barrels. You know, they were all rusty, and they had obviously burned trash because it's Georgia. And uh, (laughs) we got the idea, like, let's push one of these up the hill, and then we'll get in it and ride it down. Very jackass of you. Yeah, Yeah. it was a lot like that. And I'm sure the hill is not near as big as I remember it, but at the time (laughs) it seemed like a mountain. So we pushed this old burn barrel to the top of the hill, and I crawled inside, and the kid kicked it down the hill. (laughs) And I got, like, four concussions. (laughs) It just like spit me out at the bottom all covered in rust and dazed and probably like 30 points lower on the IQ scale. Yeah. Uh, Chock full of tetanus. Dude, even doing like, I just remember like riding a bike without a helmet, making homemade bike ramps and shit. Like that seemed like nothing and it's not like a big deal, but I'm like, you shouldn't go 20 miles, 20 miles an hour on a homemade because it's never like you make it right. You're like, why don't we just put this piece of plywood over this stack of wood and nothing's going to go wrong. And then you hit it at 20 miles an hour and it just like bends the plywood, collapses the wood that it's leaning on and just go, 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 go. And you flip over your handlebars and you manage to not actually split your head open. It's pretty incredible. Yeah. Yeah. So shit, we're, we're going, we're going young kid stuff then, right? That, that, that type of thing. Anywhere you want to go, buddy. Oh man. Uh, because like one of, one of the first ones that like came to mind is like my my first uh, vehicle was like a eighty three S ten Blazer, and I was in a band and we go I I picked up like the basis or whatever we go hauling ass down like these dirt back roads and I'd be like uh oh safety first better put this in four-wheel drive so i'm going like 80 miles an hour on a fucking dirt road with like elevation changes and like curves and shit 
to find out that the four wheel drive never fucking worked. <laughs> found that out way later, and I'm like, whoa, whoops. <laughs> oh, that was bad. Uh, set some shit on fire that I probably shouldn't have. I wouldn't suggest that one. Uh, a lot of property damage. Wouldn't suggest that one. Uh, same thing with like the bikes and the shitty ramps. Like there was like this big construction going on like uh, behind my house. Like they were building like this little plaza for like the restaurant and shit. So like they had like all these like fucking giant like mounds of dirt and stuff, and they had like all this like. I don't know, timber and shit, like, getting ready for, like, the, the new structure. So, like, we're taking, like, these 20-foot 2x12s and, like, putting them across, like, these two fucking dirt piles that are, like, 15 feet up. And then we're, like, we're flying up the dirt piles and, like, trying to ride our bike across, like, this fucking rickety-ass piece of shit, piece of wood to the other fucking dirt pile. Man, we almost died a hundred times. It's fucking <laughs> stupid. But... I don't know. That was that was back when like you're you're pre helmet and you're invincible. Like I used to like ride literally like alongside of like a, a fifty five mile an hour road just on like the dirt shoulder. And it was like the complete opposite end of town. And it was like just me trying to get to like my buddy's house so like we can figure out how to make like draino bombs or like set stuff on fire over there instead. So like it was fucking pointless. <laughs> But I fucking did it, and it was, like, really stupid. And I was like, all right, man, I got to go home. It's, like, fucking dark, and I got, like, another two hours of, like, riding my bike home. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some shady shit. Even, like, and this is still nothing stuff. Like, if it's not necessarily that you wouldn't let your kids do it, but when you think about it, it's, like, a little strange. Like, I, I you know, me and my brother would just disappear into the woods for hours and, like, climb trees and shit. And I don't, I mean, I probably wasn't as high up as I think I was. But you're definitely high up enough to die. And we would climb like this dead tree and it was like had really shaky branches. And you would like would like the way like you would like try to like sway in it and stuff. And you're like, the, I mean, all it takes is a branch to snap or you to like just like lose your grip and drop probably 30, 40 feet out of a tree in the middle of the woods. And you're like we would disappear for hours. So like if at like the first 30 minutes I fell out of a tree, I would be in the woods for it easy five hours before anyone came looking for me and that's i i don't but that it's funny because like we can tell that story and that feels like nothing but like then you hear the stories of like our parents and like yeah you know we would just like before we had our driver's license yeah you like we didn't have a driver's (laughs) license we just get in the truck and drive to our friend's house like we didn't wear seat belts we would throw kids in the back of a station wagon like they would i mean there's all sorts of stuff that like every generation looks back on and goes that's crazy and then yeah. at some level though doesn't that have to peak at some point like at some point if we keep doing this are our kids gonna be like are is some generation of children gonna be like i stayed home all day and did nothing except for sit on the couch unless they could keep an eye on me with a drone like is that where we're is that the direction we go to keep kids safe obviously not uh, i'm being facetious but it no it, it, you say it's facetious but i don't i don't think it is because uh like birth rates are getting lower and lower and lower. Oh yeah. As time goes. I mean, because like, I don't know, I think we're, we're at like that cusp of like people who grew up without bike helmets and like people that are like, Oh, you can't look at my kid funny or I'll sue you. And you know, that, that's like the, the, the two different sides of that coin that you see. And I'm like, I'm not fucking bringing a kid up in that man. 
Like I, I rather like if I had a kid, I'd slap the shit out of that piece of shit. And be like, if you ever sass me, if you start some shit on fire, I better be there because it sounds fucking dope. If I'm not there, you better not be there either, because otherwise you're caught. You're fucking stupid, you know. So I mean, it's like this weird, like uh, I don't know, like it, it's like a dying breed of like people that I don't know. Something tells me your fish don't swim soft. upstream all the way. <laughs> no, no, yeah, yeah. I guess I, I mean, really don't have to worry about that. Too, at maybe all. you had too you're many accidents. Bourbon soaked fish. You had too many yeah. accidents without that bike helmet on, maybe. <laughs> Well, I had, no, uh, I, mean, I had plenty it's of fun. I mean, the declining birth rates, I don't know that happened there. To, uh, wait. Sorry, you, we lost Are you we for good? a second, Sam. Yeah. yeah. And then it just like fast forward yeah, and everything back. he said. So it's like, your balls don't work. I don't know. Yeah. Go from there. Yeah. So one, two, three, action. Sam, you were saying my balls don't work? Yeah, Go your on. balls are terrible. You have terrible balls. Ah, uh, you got me. No, I am. Um, You're pretty on the outside. I mean, there is like the declining birth rate. I think a lot of that has to do with uh, economics more than people thinking about being afraid of how they're going to raise it. Because everybody thinks they're smart, right? Everyone's like, and that maybe not everybody, but like most people who have kids who are just having kids, like, well, I'm going to raise my kid, this. And they have like this like grand idea of how to be perfect parents because of the shit that they experienced as a kid. You know, all we're trying to do is like repair the bullshit and do better than the generation before us. And that's all everyone's trying to do to some degree. But it seems like economics has a lot more to do with it. Also, I'm sure people just like to be able to do whatever the fuck they want, whenever they want. Like there's this more of like a, it's less of an expectation anymore. I feel like you don't have to like, it used to be like, yeah, you're going to, you know, you just go, you just grow up and you have kids. Like that was like, it doesn't feel like that expectation exists in the same way it did. Well, we just don't have the advantages that previous generations did. Like, we can't send them to work at the factory and spend a, get a little extra money for the household. Yeah. Uh, I don't have a farm for them to work. <laughs> Put them to work in, in the yeah. field and see if, like, a thresher will, like, just 86 that issue. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. I mean, you could, uh, you could hire 12 employees or you could have 12 children. What's the easiest thing to do when you own a farm? That's the key to this employment shortage right now. Like, we need to put kids as young as 12 to work. But wait a minute, wait a minute. While we're still on this concept, isn't that the exact same way the idiocracy started? It's like people are like, no, it's not fiscally responsible to have a kid right now. You know, like we're still working on our career. We're still paying off like student debt. We can't have a kid right now. And then like they get older and older and then homeboy's ball bag stopped working. And then he fucking died. From I don't know autoerotic asphyxiation. I, I don't know. That's an irrelevant <laughs> part of the story. But the whole beginning of the story is about how uh, you know they weren't having kids because it wasn't fiscally or financially responsible. So you're just explaining idiocracy. Ipso facto. And you guys are living theory. it. So who's the who's the real loser in this situation? <laughs> I, I don't know. How, how many of your kids are named Cletus? <laughs> None. <laughs> Okay. My daughter Phoebe is a gem. She's just never going to bring anything to society, but she makes me happy. Yeah. But also fixed, right? Yes. Yeah. So not adding to the problem. Did you fix your kids? Uh, Not yet. You have to wait until like seven to do that. Okay. (laughs) So as long as that's on the agenda, I mean, because all of our children over on this side, they're all fixed so that they're not going to like keep 
sucking away from society. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I hear that. <laughs> I just got to wait a couple of years. Got it. Well, this has been a lot of fun. My face hurts. Yeah, it's been riveting. <laughs> Thanks. All right. Thanks for uh, joining us. Yeah. Uh, sorry for giving you so much editing work to do, but I know I like to do that. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, thank you for listening, and uh, we will catch you next time.